You're listening to Navid Musa of The Mindset Movement. Good day, good people. My name is Navi Musa. I'm your host today and always for the Mindset Movement, the podcast. Each and every week, we do our best to bring you guys some sort of value that uh, if you want to be better than you were yesterday, hopefully you can get it from here. Um, that doesn't mean that you're in a bad space now. Hell, if you're happy, congratulations. That's all we want for you to just be happy. Um, we try to have a guest on. When we have a guest on, we make sure that this guest is someone who brings value. And today's guest, uh, Dave Lynn, is someone who I definitely think brings value um, to not just the world of, of real estate or investing, but just in general overall from someone who always wants to be better than they were yesterday. So um, uh, without further ado, please welcome Dave Lynn. Dave, how are you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? I Hi. am doing well. Um, I'm not sure if I should do an intro, but uh, you did a great job, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I own an insurance agency. I also do hot money lending, which is uh, more inclined with the podcast. So but any questions, anything I can know, I know I'm happy to share. Yeah, no, definitely. So Dave has uh, the Linwood Forest Group Insurance Company. Um, and then you also have, like you said, your hard money. So let's kind of talk about that. Let's, and what I loved about the way you just said it is that here we don't do any fluff and big stories. We just get into it right away because we know people don't have attention span of listening to someone for an hour, right? So yeah, yeah that's, um, that's me. So uh, if, yeah, I'm, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm more direct, that's... Uh, <laughs> no, that's perfect. That, that's, the, that's what I said. I love the way you did it. Hey, let's just get into it. I love right. that. I, I actually, that's all me. Okay. Yep, that's perfect. So all right, so let, let's talk about your insurance company. Now, you just didn't wake up one day and say, hey, let me open up my insurance company. Right, you you built up to no, that. No, nobody ever does. If you yeah. ask ten insurance agents, nine of them probably tell you they were doing something and just kind of fall into it. The one that may have thought being of insurance agent is probably they got family or family business okay. insurance, but nobody really ever want to be an insurance agent. So, what made you do it then? It was a family. That one of them, or no, 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 no. Okay. It was. Uh, it's kind of a long story, but I can make it kind of short. So, I was um, doing. Um, it, I was doing our calls at the uh, the casino. It used to be called okay. Chance Casino. Yep. Now it's called Rain Creek. So at the time, it was um, it wasn't something that I like, and they, they were smokers in there. I don't smoke. So one time, I was online. I was on Meetup.com. It's not a dating website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most of you know Meetup.com. They got a lot of real estate groups on there as well. So it's people who share interest. And then one of them was a multicultural group, which, as you can see. And yourself mm-hmm. uh, we're multicultural here so uh, he is bosnian or serbian um and then he was doing financial services which was like more life insurance so at the time i didn't know i was uh i was intrigued when he said Do you want to be a financial advisor so i was pitching wall, wall street you know okay me, me sitting with uh with my computer and then just hey trade 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 but <laughs> uh, it wasn't like that uh so but anyway i got into it i got life insurance and then it wasn't really fitting my personality uh, mm. so i got home and auto which uh, more transactional as you can tell already i'm more direct so i'm not more of a salesy person which is more life insurance um that's yeah really it but with home and auto it, it fits my personality better so what i did was um i did life insurance for a year added property and casualty which is home auto business insurance and then after doing that for a year, I opened my own agency, which is uh, officially opened back in February 1st, 2014. So mm-hmm. we're going on eight years and almost a month. Um, I guess tomorrow will be a month since it'll be uh, in March. 
yeah, much, most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on, on doing eight years. I know not many people can unfortunately sustain, you know, eight, eight months uh, when they open up a business and stuff like that. And so I guess, is it safe to say that you're, you have a niche within the insurance community? Like you went from the life and that wasn't, not that it wasn't well, working out for you, well, you, didn't, you didn't draw to it. It's not, it's not, it's my personality doesn't fit that uh, trying to persuade people. Yeah. Trying to, I'm not a persuasive person. I'm more about numbers and say, hey, so if I can say I can save you money, people will say, okay. If I tell you, hey, you got to do this for your family, you got to do this for that, you got to do this for that, and then it's, it's not really, which is true. They, they should get life insurance for the family. No, but, but yeah. It's hard, it's hard to convince people when, um, uh, when I'm not really a persuasive type. It just doesn't fit with my personality, my sales approach. So I'm more about the numbers, which is home and auto. You can, if you say, if you can say that, hey, probably the same, save you money, people will be more inclined. And I can just point out, point out the difference in savings and coverage rather than trying to um, persuade them to do something that they, they should be doing, but it's hard to not have them do. Uh, I mean, not trying, uh, I guess we should add to this, trying to have them do something that they want to do, but they feel like they're not getting value because people are like, well, life insurance, I'm dead. My family gives it, why do I care? Which unfortunately isn't, isn't the, the correct way of thinking in my view, but- uh, But it is how people think for the most part. We, yeah. Instant gratification, what's why us, we want for us first. I know yeah. that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I have my agency and the, if there's a niche, I guess it'd be my, my community. So I speak Chinese. Okay. So what, so what I did was I, I reached out to the Chinese community in, this, in the Lehigh Valley area. Um, it's not a big population, unlike Philadelphia area, of course, um, but there's a, a good size amount um, for a one insurance agency, I guess, that speaks Chinese. <laughs> I'm not sure about the second one. Uh, I'm the only Chinese speaking auto home insurance agency uh, agent in this area. Uh, there's some life insurance agents, but um, I'm the only one that speaks Chinese that does home and auto and business insurance in my okay. area. Yeah. yeah. No, I think everybody, um, I mean, I'm, I'm from my background in India and stuff like that. I speak, uh, I speak what's called language called dialect Kokachi. And in that, actually, in, in the Lehigh County, other areas, we have people who, you know, just they serve as certain community members because it's a comfort level. It, it just is and stuff like that. So I totally get it. And I love your, I love the fact that you recognize your, your strength and your weakness about, you know, you're not a salesman, right? And, and like I, I, and I tell my, I tell my agents all the time, we're not there to buy a house, we're not there to sell a house. We're there to help the problem. What's the problem? What does the client want? Just do it. And I, and I say at the end of every episode of a podcast, hey, that, right by the client. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I said. I think, and that's why I said it, because I think you can resonate or you can understand that it resonates with you and within right. both of us. Just go in there and just find out what the client wants. That's it. If it's maybe they only need to sell their house, maybe they just want the roof repaired and they think it's too much and we have a contractor who can do it for a reasonable price. Okay. But that referral business will go a long way. Right. Right. But I'm, I'm with you. I don't like to, oh, you should buy this because it does this and does that. It just, it's not me. Here's the numbers. Here's how it works. And like we were talking before we, we aired, we, we started the podcast. It was that um, personally, I just don't draw to that to showing houses and all that kind of stuff. Let's look, this is what it is. These are the numbers. If they work great, if they don't, no problem. That's all, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so now you've, you know, you still have your, your agency, you know, like I said, congratulations, eight years and in, in growing. Um, but now you've been doing uh, hard money lending. 
you know, in, in real estate, what was it? What, what drew you to that? What drew you to hard money and, and lending it? And when did that start? Um, that started back in 2019. Okay. Um, at a time, I like to do real estate as well, do real estate investments. But I feel like um, at the time, the market, what do I know now? But at the market, <laughs> the value is high. Uh, not the value, the price is high. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and, and I was like, well, what, what, can I, what else can I do with my money besides um, the stock market, which I do. I do index funds. That's my core portfolio. And then I was like, so I was doing searching around, researching. I was like, oh, what about hot market lending? I, I know other people do that as well. I did some research. And I am familiar with the market in my area. So I'm just starting out when I, at a time, I just want to do my area because knock on wood, things got bad. I have to close on it. I'm in the area. Uh, I know, I know the, uh, the contractors in the area as well. So worst case scenario, I have to close on it. I, I can, and I can still get my money back. Um, but the reason why I did how money lending is more to diversify my portfolio. Um, and then that's initial, um, initial, uh, what's, what's the word? Initial thought that I want to do, but later on, about a year and a year afterwards, it, it, I feel I recognize that it could be a business because uh, once I start doing a couple and people will be asking me and then I can find out that I can make a business out of this. So right now I'm doing more and more and and I got family and fans who, know, who knows what I was doing. And they say, hey, Dave, I gave you some money. Would you be able to do the same for me? So, so, so that's why uh, it started to be almost like business now. So um, I'm spending more time on it as well, trying to see if I can actually develop it a bit further. Um, it's still keep it in the family fence. So I don't want to get in trouble with the SEC or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so that was my next question is, do you see yourself going deeper into that route of, of more and more lending and maybe yes. essentially so what would happen with the insurance company at that point in time you think you'll keep up with it maybe get a get a, someone to well, it, it for it, you it's it's passive when i say passive the whole money lending is kind of passive uh instead of okay. instead of buying real estate getting rent and you still have to deal with the headache of the tenant saying hey my, my toilet got clogged with uh with home money lending you don't you are letting out the money you're still getting a monthly rent in this case monthly interest but you don't have to deal with the tenant problems uh, of course you don't get any appreciation uh, but that it can be hit or miss either so uh, it's not like once you buy a house there will be appreciation um, obviously the past couple of years has been kind of out of the norm yeah. but for me if i can get a good return on uh, on the interest rate so for my tip of charges, I can send you the link later, but I charge anywhere from 11 to 12, 13% mm -hmm. for the uh, annualized interest. Uh, but most of the money or some of the money also come from the, the fees, the upfront points I charge as yeah. well. So sometimes I would charge two, three, um, 4%, and then there's the application fee. So if you were to add all the fees, all the points, and you do a six month loan, and then if you do it uh, six months and they will pay up earlier, Sometimes it average anywhere from 14 to 16% um, annualized okay. return. So, so that, make, that makes it even much better than the, the stock market. And so right now I'm doing a bit more of that and less of the index funds. Um, and with other people who want to ask me if I can do it for them as well, uh, I will lend out their money. 
um, paid in a set interest. I just pocket the, the, the difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? You know what I mean? You... But there, there are friends and family who reach out to me. Okay. So uh, any uh, SE, financial SEC people watching this, <laughs> nothing, nothing, uh, nothing. Yes. This, and this is not financial advice. This is yes, not financial yes, advice at all. Yes. This is just two guys having a discussion that's getting recorded. That's right. it. That's all this is. Exactly. Um, yeah. No. So, I mean, you, you said something when you were talking about the hard money, uh, the living aspect of it, because most people think about real estate and right off the back, it's, you know, flipping, becoming a landlord. Those are two, you know, investors want to get their real estate license so they can have access to the MLS because they think the MLS is like this godlike data, all that kind of stuff there, right? When in reality, MLS just pulls data from, you know, other sources of the websites too. So it, it's but, not that big of a deal, but why not now you talked about you know not being a landlord um because you know tortoise clock christmas I, I, phone calls i still and have stuff. a few rentals but okay so that was my question you have nothing at all do you still have a few i still, I still have a few i still have a few okay just because the insurance side is a little bit more active um yeah because it is a business i'm wanting it i have some employees of course um but i just don't want to deal with um with tenant issues because if somebody call if a tenant calls me today at night time I'm the kind of person that want to make it right. So I'll be, I'll be stressing that, oh my God, it's nighttime. I'm not going to mm. get somebody in there. So, so, so I'm not one of the, one of the person who, will, the landlord, if they were to call and say, oh, no, it's a weekend, tomorrow I'll do it. It's the weekend or Monday I'll do it. So for me, I'm the type where if I see a problem, I'll try to fix it. And I want to fix it immediately. Otherwise I'll stick in my head and then, and then it's going to be in my head for the next Just consume you. you know, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I respect that. And I agree with that because um, I think well, I was telling you before, I had a rental and stuff like that. And I've, I've had places and um, I gave up on it initially because I was like, for that reason, I was getting phone calls at three o'clock, two o'clock. Hey, this is going, this is not happening. So-and-so, you know, is having a, this happened to the 10 next door, whatever. And it was very stressful. And I'm like, this sucks. Who would want to do this? Right. But then right, right. I kind of just said, okay, let me, me personally, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to kind of tell you this as well. And whoever's listening, is that having a property manager who understands your vision is very, very key. And I went through a lot. I went through a lot of property managers. I finally have one, God bless, um, who handles all my stuff here locally. I want them to go to other, other counties and go further out because they're so good, but they won't because they understand and they know, listen, this is what makes us so good. We're so good in this small because we're close to the properties we can do it. So, um, you know, I, I would just strongly encourage you, anyone listening, is that if that is the case, you know, start looking at some strong, not that you have it, start looking at some really, really strong property managers, local guys, local local girls. Yeah, those those are hard to find. They uh, are. You're abs absolutely, absolutely hard to find. No doubt about it. As I said, I've been I, I through never so have many. One. I just use myself and I, I recognize that if I'm doing it by myself, um, it's just going to cause me a lot of stress that I would have not. No, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So rentals, obviously, you know, you, you talked about that. What about the being someone who flips houses? Why why wasn't that uh, attractive to you? The amount of time involved as well. So if you're flipping houses, you still got to oversee the man, uh, the contractors. Yeah. You still got to go visit the site, make sure things are on schedule. So uh, so time involvement as well. So right now, for myself, I'm more interested in more passive opportunities. Um, so if somebody got a, a business opportunity where I need to just be a silent investor or even 
a, a capital investor, but I can help with some, let's say, marketing, something that doesn't take out too much time, I'll be interested. But anything we have to involve day to day wouldn't be something um, for my retirement plan. My retirement plan yeah. is to eventually not be involved and then just live off dividends, uh, live off stocks, wherever it may be, just be all truly passive. And how money lending is more in line with that. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing that, I'd be doing more flipping as well. But, but even now though, if you want flipping um, jobs, uh, flipping uh, deals, it's, it's tough with the market too, so. Yeah, it is. No, I, personally, I don't like flipping because it's a job. That's the reason why. I mean, I've done it, don't get me wrong, but I'd like millions of other people, it was kind of like, hey, you know, let me just flip a house with a lot of money. Then you do it, you're like, this is a job. Right. <laughs> this is just a job. I tell people, hard money lenders, private money lenders, it's almost like being the producer of a of a movie. You're in the background. You're kind of calling all the shots and saying you, you're putting all the fingers. You know, lifting your finger to do the work. You're simply writing the checkups. Okay, well, I'm done. My contract says this. Here's what I get. I don't care what happens to the property, but here's what I need to get and stuff like that. Now, having said that, of course, um, let's talk about the due diligence side. Let's talk about the due diligence side because a lot of people think, oh, number one, you have to have uh, a, a shitload of cash to become a hard money lender. Well. Part of that is true, no doubt about it. I mean, you've got 50 bucks, you're not going to become a hard money lender. Let's let's be honest. Here. Right, right. Right. But how did you get started? Like, you know, did you say, well, I have a, I have a 401k, I was good with my savings, I took my, you know, I, I invested in stocks and I rolled it over. Um, so talk about how you got started into that, your transition, if you will. And then um, talk about your due diligence side. Like, here's, here's what I look at before okay. I loan on the deal. So, so on due diligence side, I'm pretty decent with numbers and I know my market. So when I first got started to be conservative, um, after researching how to be a hard money lender, of course, um, I decided hey, what my parameters are. And then my parameters are, I don't loan more than 70% of the of the after repair value. Okay. Um, I don't try to go to areas that I'm not familiar with. So starting off, I only did need High Valley, uh, Allentown, Bethlehem, Eastern general area, surrounding areas. Now I do also Poconos and Harrisburg area. But because I want to be conservative, any business, you always want to start small. And then once you get the hang of it, go bigger and bigger. So with the the high value market i'm familiar with it so somebody were to say hey dave i got this uh house i'm looking at i can purchase it for so and so money i can rent it for so and so i can make so and so so if i know the market i am more uh confident the number will work so so that's that's one of the big uh, due diligence i think everybody should be doing when they first got started it's not to go nationwide or not even go out yeah. of your state or your area, but to yeah. stay local, in a local that you know, a local market that you know. And fortunately enough, in my market in the High Valley, it's been a hot real estate market. So we got our state investors, we got local investors. So um, when I first got started, I didn't even do too much advertising. I didn't do, uh, I, I only do nice social media posts. And when I do my real, my insurance, um, business i go to networking events for real estate investors as well so at the same time while i was doing that i would say i would pitch myself hey i i also do hot money lending so it's it's a focus gotcha, gotcha. When, when i go in there to uh to network so um so due diligence making sure I stay local for myself anyway and then the numbers if you are a 
current real estate investor, then you know your numbers already. And you know if that number makes sense that the other person proposed to you. If not, then you should ask around, ask a real estate investor, hey, does this number work? Have a good, uh, good realtor like yourself who can also give them comps. I always ask for comps as well from the agent, whoever they may want to use. But I, if I think that the comp may be not as detailed, I will ask one of my real estate agents I work with, say, hey, can you take a look at that as well? Um, so having a good network of people is very important. And on the back end, having some contractors that you may know if the deal falls sour because the, 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 the borrower couldn't perform because they got sick or they got um, cold feet or the contractor took the money and left. Mm. And you, can, you, can, you can have people that you know who can help out on the contracting side. Because for myself, I'm always about a win-win-win for everybody. Uh, a win for the seller of that distressed property that they don't want to deal with. Maybe they're out of state. Uh, it was estate property. A win for the borrower so that way they make money. Uh, I don't want to be the foreclosure guy. I want to be the home money lending guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. What about during the process? So once you've, you've done due diligence, you've gotten your comps, you've, mm-hmm. uh, in the project, now you've, wrote, you've loaned the money out. Yeah, it's been deployed, and you know, um, let's say it's a six-month term, right? That you're hypothetically speaking, six-month term. In that six-month time frame, what are you doing then? Are you visiting the property? Are you getting updates? What's going so, on? So, ask for photos. I would ask, hey, after a month, you know, tell me what's going on, and then okay. ask if you're doing renovation already. Send me some photos. That's pretty much it. Uh, okay. I don't really need to see the site per se, since they gave me some photos and see that. Um, interior exterior and see that work is being done so yeah. if I go with the side personally I have to charge them uh, a, a inspection fee um, but for, for myself currently everybody I work with has been pretty um, pretty good I haven't got anybody that defaults yet so knock on wood no. good yeah I mean it, it, but it happens right I mean I've got for luckily it hasn't happened to you and stuff like that um, but like it, it's the reality of it now so so Let's play the let's play the what if scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you loan me money, and I'm doing a project. And again, you know, twenty years in the game, right. multiple, multiple years in the game for yourself. You know, we're both smart guys. We look at everything, and everything looks good. And then all of a sudden, something drops. Right now, I know the worst thing a person I could do is avoid you. Worst thing I could do is not communicate with you. Right. 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 Because so, I can bring my resource to help out. Yeah, so and I and I and I really want you to talk about that because I um, and this is really for for your unseasoned investors, for those who are thinking about getting into this business, or those who are like at the close. I think a lot of times because some a hiccup happens, it's going to happen usually on a Thursday or Friday. It always happens on the right the and the and the default mindset is well, I don't want to ruin my lenders' weekend, so let me not tell them till Monday or Tuesday. Can you please tell people how? How's the worst thing you could ever do is delay communication when something goes the other direction? Um, I haven't had this happen, but for me personally, if something does happen, let me know so we can. We're a team here. I'm not. I'm not the. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I'm not the opposite team player. I'm, I'm, we're on the same team. So the more we know, the more I know, the more I can. We can figure out what's going on, and we can figure out. What we need to do in order to to get it to the cross to the goal line, uh, to get that touchdown rather than fumble all the way. 
If I look through, yeah. I, I, I'm not a football person. Am I using that analogy? No, no, but that, that's perfect. No, no, that, that's fine. And, and I really want you to say that because, so full disclosure, David and I have not done any business together, right? I've, I've seen him on social media. I've seen the stuff that he does. He posts, you know, hey, he got this deal here and stuff like that. And so, and we have a lot of mutual friends in, in common. Yeah. Team Berksley, how am I going to So like that. So, and the reason why I wanted you on here um, is because there's a difference between hard money lenders and private money lenders. Hard money lenders, what are the numbers? Here's what it looks like. Here's my money. I better get it back at this rate. That's it. Private money lenders are due diligence as well. Here's my money. I better get it back. But at the same time, there's more personal touch. Maybe their pockets aren't as deep or something like that. What I like about you, what I've heard about you, what I've seen about you is you kind of have a good balance of both, right? And I think a lot of people think, well, I know if I go to a big name bank in general, and if I have a hard issue, they're not going to care about my issue. They want their money. And so, and when they think of hard money, sometimes they, they think that, and there are hard money to do that. And I'm not knocking anyone. If that's who you are, hey, that's fine. I don't pay your bills. I don't sleep in your bed. As long as you can sleep and pay your bills, if that's what it takes. That's on you. What I like about what you're proposing, and you just solidified it by saying that, is that we're a team, right? The only way you're really going to get your money back is if this property sells or refinances or whatever the exit strategy is. Right. So instead of just saying, tough shit, go deal with it. I got to get paid on this date. It's okay. What happened? All right. Let's not dwell on it, but how do we get past it so we can get this thing, like you said, to pass the goal line so we can actually make this touchdown instead of just fumbling it all the way through. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's important because my experience uh, just through other people in general with hard monies is that very cold cutoff line. And there are very few hard money people that I know that have a, um, have a personal touch, have a little bit of, uh, of empathy with the individual. Cause you understand, look, shit goes wrong. It, it happens. Mm -hmm. Like you said, what we've seen in this past year, year and a half, this, I think, I think it's an average of like 30% increase for the average Pennsylvania home in, in value. That's unheard of. It's not common, right? You're not going to see a 30% increase. Yeah. Every, yeah. Right? yeah. I, yeah. I thought 2019 was high and then 2020. And, and then 2020 hit. You're like, holy crap. Exactly. Yeah, going up. Yeah. So, I think people need to hear it from you because you are a lender, right? Because you're someone who, who, who can say, hey, listen, I tried this, I looked at this, didn't like it, and I went with this route, but I'm here with you. And I think if more, think if more private lenders, more hard money lenders took that stance, I think the negative connotation around hard money wouldn't be at there that it is. Um, and that's just my experience that I've had in talking to other people. They're like, yeah, I don't like hard money. I'd rather just deal with the bank or go private money route and stuff like that. But I'm like, eh, I hear you, but I don't think all not everyone's equal, right? So not all, not all hard money lenders are the equal, right? I mean, you gave your numbers roughly. For me, it's about relationships. Um, yeah. So if the number works, absolutely, and it's a good deal. I will go forward with it. And yes, there's a higher interest, um, but at the same time, if you can make this deal, it's twenty percent, thirty percent of a pie is much better than hundred percent of a no pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. You know, it's just, I think people like you give, give opportunity uh, to those who cannot just walk into a bank who don't have, you know, five years of tax returns, three years of tax returns, but saying, listen, I've got this here. I've done so much homework. I have so much experience. I just need someone to help give me a shot. And having said that, like you said, you, you see interest rates a little bit higher, but 
what's the saying? You, you know, you, you got to pay to play. Right. And, and that's just what it is. And, you know, people are just like, well, that's ridiculous. Interest rates so high. Well, you can't. OK, you want that six, five, four percent. Well, then go back and get your credit at 750 plus. Go in and get established, for, get two years of tax returns and make no blame. Well, you got to have this perfect record to do all that. You know, and sometimes we find a deal immediately. You don't have the cash. Even you may have you may have good credit. You may have everything that a bank wants. But the time, the speed, the speed of yeah. cutting that. That's right. Yeah. I so um, I so we talked about your due diligence. We talked about what makes you different than just a traditional home lender. How did you get into it? Because I, I saw in your profile you were in the Navy. Thank you for your service. Um, you were at at Sands Casino, like you said. Mm-hmm. And now you have it insurance. About, it wasn't about a casino business. They don't pay you that well. As a yeah. <laughs> as you think on TV shows and movies, right? It's, it's not yeah, like yeah, Ocean's yeah. Eleven. So, so what made you get into you know into that? Well, not so not what I apologize. Let's switch that. How did you get into the business of hard money? Like, where did where did the money come from? Like, how did you? have the, the vision for that so it's from mainly my insurance business uh okay. it's been successful so i i started my agency back in 2014 uh and then i started how many how many landing to the late 2019 so about going on five and a half almost six years so during the six years process i was able to be successful in the insurance was that your goal though was that goal hey listen i'm gonna do insurance first and then after this I'm gonna eventually get to that, or it was more no, that process. It, it was it was just me like being to do real estate uh in general. Okay. And All then right. decided or uh, think that I feel that ho- the market, the, the the pricing for the real estate market is kind of high, and then just kind of pivot because I like 2013, 2014. Um I want that time you can find plenty of deals on the MLS. But after 2018, 19, going on forward, it's harder to harder. And I just feel like, well, uh, I don't have the time to go on the MLS every day to search for it. Uh, I don't, and if, even if I do, I feel like the, the pricing is kind of high because yeah. at, a, at a time, the Allentown, Bethlehem area is more about a cash flow play. Yeah. There's not much appreciation um, during that time frame. Uh, the appreciation pretty much came from after, I think, COVID. Um, right now, that's where pretty much all the appreciation in the uh, Allentown Bethlehem area is coming from. I'm not talking about the suburbs. I'm talking about the, the downtown areas. It hasn't generally uh, historically uh, been a cash flow play where you buy it for, for cheap, I, I guess you can say, and then you rent it out and then it's a cash flow. There's not much appreciation to speak of. Now, one of my uh, uh, property I bought in Bethlehem was like for 28000 something like that. Now it's probably worth about eighty. 90 and that's just off the top of my head i'm not even sure but that's after the COVID happened if it, if it didn't I'm, I'm thinking it's probably maybe 40 50 at a time frame, which isn't that much appreciation over three four years um but anyway back to where i got my funds uh i my insurance business has been successful so we got a we get paid by commission so remember this commission coming in and this uh, this money coming in i was like what am i gonna do with this money uh, I, I have it in stock market and in, in, in my index funds, and then I want I still like to do real estate. It's always been my first love, so okay. I still like to do real estate. So after doing some research, and then I say, well, why not just lend out the money for people who can find these deals where I can't find by myself because I'm not really day to day real estate person, uh, real estate agent, a real estate uh, investor. Um, so I got into hard money lending, and then. Um, 
and that's where the source of funds coming from. Um, but once I got started, I was like, hey, this is pretty good. Where can I find more money? <laughs> I'll tell you what my secret. So, so I do index funds. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, uh, with the stock market, but index funds, I buy the, uh, the total market, US stock or international stocks. So what I got started after the first year of doing home money lending, I got more demand than I have funds available. So yeah. I was like, where else can I find money? So, so there's a couple of sources. One of them was um, my stock market, my stock, my, my, my brokerage, uh, not the tax deferred, not the IRAs. Because not the, not the software IRAs. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Not, not the 401ks. Those you can't yeah, really yeah. touch. You can borrow it to buy a house, but you can't really borrow it to go Correct. invest in something. But on the, on the regular taxable accounts, uh, just like a house, you can leverage it using the bank's money. In this case, you can kind of do the same. You can leverage it using the stock focus money by taking out as a taking out the money and then painting the margin on it. For for example, um, depending on the company, on a stock uh, company, um, the uh, you should edit this. Depending on the companies uh, you have your stocks with, they will charge anywhere from one to three up to seven, eight, nine percent. So I find a, a, a company online um, where they only charge you anywhere from one to two and a half percent for like ending up, you know, the, the, more, you, the more you loan, the, the, solid, uh, the less the, the interest rate, but average about 1.5%. Okay. So, so you, 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 you're, you're using the money that the bank, uh, that the, so mm, uh, we say, let me go back. So, I am, so let's say I have 500,000 in my regular taxable account, and then I take out 200,000. So you're getting, uh, or you're paying 1.5% on it. By on the, the 200,000. On 200,000. Okay. Uh, the, because you're paying margin on it. Yep. So, so what happened was when you take the money, they charge you the, the margin rate, and you can use that 200,000 and you're lending out. And then after three months, you pay it back, after four months, you pay it back. So you're paying, let's say, 1.5 to 2%. But you're, but you're charging out at yeah. 8, 9, 10, whatever the number is. So you're getting that there's, spread. There's points. <clears throat> so, so that's where some of the money is coming from as well. Um, okay. There's other people money too, where hey, once, once my family and friends know what I'm doing, they say, Dave, uh, can you do the same for me? I don't, I'm just sitting, I got some money in my, uh, my savings account. That's not really paying me anything. I was like, okay, I'll pay you so percentage. And then I will, um, I will lend out, and then we we'll, was we'll, we'll split the uh, correct, yeah, we we'll split the profit too. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of family hits me up saying, "Hey, I got this. I see what you're doing. Yeah, sure, I can do it. It's going to come. Yeah. Here's the fees. Here's the structure, stuff like that." So no, I I understand it. Um, I just wanted people to hear about it because a lot of people think, you know, what I get this money on, I have this money. It's like, well, okay, yeah, money doesn't grow on trees. We we get that. We understand that, but. Like Dave said, he okay, he started his insurance company. It's still a job, right? You go most bulk of us, hopefully, if you listen to this, you're someone who has a job. You just gotta make these those decisions about being more smarter with your money. And then have this future, right? So again, like he said, you know, he didn't say, well, I'm gonna be an insurance person one day, I'm gonna be a lender one day. He just said, Hey, someone approached him about being a financial advisor and he tried it, didn't like it, not that one aspect. So he Parted into something else that, that he did like. 
And then you said, hey, I like real estate. It's always been your first love. So, and it took you like years, like talking close to a decade, you know, at, at this time, almost, you know, eight years in your business, 2014, you started and 2019, you started lending. So, you know, we're eight years in and yeah, eight years I, for the for the insurance company, insurance right? And about about You're five years, years, six yeah. years for the okay, yeah. So okay, so half a day. So, so you know, you still need some money. To, you still need money. Exactly. Yeah. You still you still need the money to start that business. Yeah. So what I always tell people is, look, if you just find a deal, and you said it, you said you have more deals than actually funds available to you, more opportunities rather mm-hmm. than funds available to you, and, and a lot of people don't. And I was one of them when I first started. You know. 50, 20 years ago, where people said, Look, don't worry about the money. And it's hard to say that. It's hard to people to grasp that because like, well, how can I not worry about the money? Because I, I need money to do the deal. If the deal is that good, if the deal is that solid, you people are going to throw you money. I say, here, take it. Take my money. Take my money, right? Um, that's like that's how I raise private money is I don't sell them. I just say, listen, I have an opportunity here. Do you want to get in on it? And they're like, oh, yeah, definitely. And, and it's a referral-based business. So um, and I, so I just wanted I wanted people to hear your story on how you got into it because a lot of people think, hey, you got to have a shitload of money to begin with. Um, depending on what aspect of the business, if you want to get into hard money lending, yeah, you do need a sizable amount of cash. But that doesn't mean you can't borrow from a hard money lender and start saving instead of you flipping a house and getting hey, your profits. I, I, I want to talk about like sizable. When I say when I sizable for me. I guess it's more subjective. So for some people, yes, yes, 30, 50, good point. 000, maybe sizable, and but you can do a hard money loan for thirty, fifty thousand. Yeah. Uh, so so let's say somebody who has um, some money, maybe got some savings, and they got some a taxable account they have with their mortgage. Um, they could just get a margin loan, just uh, take out some money and then just pay the margin on it. Now, find a company that will charge you the less interest, uh, less margin uh, rates. For me, that's to um, uh, interactive brokers. They actually only charge one point. If you're on the regular account, anywhere from two and a half, two percent. But if you're on a professional or a pro account, uh, where you pay transaction fees for if you're buying nice EFTs or index funds, um, then they only charge you anywhere from one to two percent. But the good thing about that is, you, if you're netting out at ten percent, you're charging two points and you're charging fees. You're making 13% on a hard money loan. In six there you months. go. Uh, and then you're only paying maximum 2 3%. You're making a 10% difference here. So imagine if you keep on doing that, and then once the money grows, then that's, you can do more and more funding. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's a good point. It is subjective to dollar figures and stuff like that. Because you can get into the smaller deals, like usually in the, in the rural, in the urban properties and stuff like that, you can get into those smaller deals and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a high-risk, high-reward thing. So just understand that. And like you said, yes, you're making money on the interest that you're charging, number one. And then there's upfront points. And then there's like doc fees and stuff like that. So you just, right. there's little ancillary fees you can kind of kind of make. Um, and as long as you're smart with that money, not smart. And I don't mean smart as in you know necessarily investing in it in, in the right stocks and stuff like that, but just smart. Because a lot of people, they get this money and then they don't know what to do with it. Right, and then go buy something that just becomes a liability instead of an asset. <laughs> so unfortunately, then they got to start over again. Right. So, you know, there is some sense of responsibility and you have to take responsibility for your own a- active spending habits and stuff. But to Dave's point, if you have 30, if you got 50, you still have opportunity to get in. You know, maybe you, maybe you know two, three people who have 30. Then you right. guys put your money together. Now you guys have 90. 
Right. Okay. You know, you got to get creative if you want to get into it or just start off small and slowly, you know, have that end game in mind that here's what I'm going to get to at some point. So, um, but no, I, I really appreciate you taking the time um, with, with, with talking about everything you talked about. I think you're probably one of the few lenders who gave out the ideas of, you know, of the margin cut, you know, in your stock brokerage accounts and using margins and stuff like that. No one's ever talked about that. So I thank you for that because a lot right. of people don't one, want to. One thing I do want to mention is um, if you do take out margin, make sure you don't get margin call. So, yeah. Well, like this is not financial advice, yeah, so yeah. we 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 can't protect the. We'll do our best to help you guys out, but like he said, you know, and if you're not sure what that means, you got Google, right? Yeah, Google yeah. what margin is or margin calls are and stuff like that. This is two um, guys just talking about <laughs> exactly. You know, we're not yeah. trying to tell you guys how to do your stuff or whatever. This is just look. Yeah. We're having a good time. We're talking about how we can, you know, do and how I do it, right? And go through and how he does it. It's one of many ways, you know. Yeah. So it's. If this resonates with you, if you can relate, you know, Dave, you know, follow Dave on social media, check him out. You know, he's on Facebook. Um, he's got his website. Feel free to contact him and stuff like that, wherever you can help out you can. Dave, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it, man. Guys, check Dave out. He's on social media. Um, and again, it's it's a Lingua Forest Group, insurance group. Um, check him out there. He's also a private money, a hard money lender as well. Um, look, each and every week, like I said, we try to bring a guest in, and I think we knocked out the park again today. Thank you, Dave, for making this a success. And each and every week, um, I tell you guys the same thing. Just take care of the client. Legit. If you take care of the client, everything else will fall into place. And sometimes the client is you. Sometimes you're the client. Sometimes you got to take care of yourself because you're the best version of yourself. That's when you can be the best version for everybody else. So you can, you know, just give that energy forward. Um, take care of yourself. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. And we'll see you guys next week.